Okay. All right. Hello, everyone. Greetings. How are you today? So, so, hey, hey. All right. So, um, let me just introduce myself. My name is Matthew Coe. My first name is actually John. So if you Facebook me, I'm not lying. My name is actually John Matthew Coe, but I go by Matthew. It's confusing. I know. I'll tell you about it later. Um, so I'm Chinese Filipino American. I'm yes. Yes, Philippines. I am, I'm not Korean. If you guys thought I was Korean, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to trick you, but um, it just kind of happens like that sometimes. Um, and anyway, uh, so, yeah. Uh, so right now I'm in Korea. I'm teaching English. I came here about two years ago now. It's actually been two years and a month. Two years and two months. A month. Something like that. Um, and uh, it's a long story with that, too. But I'm actually a leader at a church named New Philadelphia Church. Um, I also serve as staff here. I'm the media team leader. That's why I have all the camera and the music stuff and the PowerPoint and everything. So that's, that's what I do here. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm just, oh, I also, I studied chemistry at UCLA. So actually, it's, it's funny because Jehi and I, we met. We met when we, I was in school. So I graduated 08, she graduated 09. But it was kind of coincidence that her roommate was uh, in my church and we had like a campus, we had a college ministry and we met at their apartment one time and I was like, oh hey, nice to meet you. And then like two years later I was like, hey, Che has your sister and I know you and it was really strange. But anyway, so um, yeah, I am, that is me. Um, and so I just wanted to preface my testimony by saying that um, uh, this is kind of what I'm going, where I'm going with this. Um, and that's that through my two years here in Korea, I learned one important fact about um, Christianity. And, that it, and that's that knowledge without experience is actually really powerless. Like, if you have all the knowledge in the world... And you, but you have no experience of it, Christianity means nothing to you. And um, actually, if the, likewise, like if you're all about experience, but you have no grounding, you're, you're just going to be all over the place and all chaotic, and it's no good. So actually, reality is you need a balance of both. Um, and my, ba my life, um, all up until Korea, was completely on the former, where I had all the knowledge, but no experience. And um, so just a history of, myself, of my life, I grew up in the Christian church, my parents actually converted from Catholicism, which is like the primary religion of the Philippines. Um, and they converted to Christianity even before I was born. So I was already born into the, the Protestant church. Um, and yeah, um, I grew up in the church. I went to a Catholic elementary school. I went to a Christian middle school and a Christian high school. And, and in, my, in my high school, we actually learned, we had required Bible class. And so every year I had to go through these classes, learning about the Bible, learning about all the Gospels, learning about apologetics, hermeneutics, theology, like all this stuff. And so I learned a lot about what Christianity was. You know, I could, I could talk to you all day about, you know, Calvinism versus Armenianism. And I could talk to you all day about like, like all this stuff. But, in, but the thing is, it was all head knowledge. Like it was all stuff that I knew in my head, but I literally had no understanding of it in my heart. Um, and let's see. Um, yeah, and you know, like if you were to ask me, like, does God love you, right? I'd be like, of course. Like the Bible says so, right? 
That's what the song says too. So like Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. And yeah, like like that's that was that was you know, that was how I feared God. I knew he loved me because it said so, right? But I didn't really understand that love. Like that love was dead to me. Like if I went look back now, I had no absolutely no no understanding of it. Um and yeah, so uh I grew up in the church. I grew up in a Caucasian church when I was younger. Uh, I was totally, like, I had no friends. It was really sad. Like, I, I, would, I, I tried to go to youth group, and I would kind of have friends, but not really. And then none of the leaders really reached out to me. And so I kind of felt really, like, uh, separated from everyone. And so I would just go to church with my parents in the, the, the adult service and, you know, I, I didn't understand what the heck was going on. So I just, like, slept or I drew pictures with my brother or, like, I just goofed off in church. And, um, yeah, and so that experience was kind of rough. But then I went to L.A. and I actually went to a church right away. Um, and it was this amazing uh, Asian-American church um, where I they really welcomed me right away. They, they were like, oh... I mean, and I felt like I fit in because, you know, they're Asian. I'm Asian. It works. I'm not, they're not Caucasian, so, like, I can relate to them. Um, but, yeah, and I, I really felt like I was among family. But the, the, the key thing is it was, like, not, like, good family. It was, like, family that you're always fighting all the time or you're always, like, judging each other all the time. Or, like, um, yeah, like, people at church who were really cliquish, you were really sarcastic, which is, like, a characteristic of L.A. culture, if you know L.A. culture. People are really sarcastic when they joke when they joke around, and um, yeah, everyone had crazy walls up. No one wanted to be themselves, and so at church, like I had friends, but I didn't really like. I had friends who I tried to open up to, but like they would kind of let me down, and it was kind of like it was really unfortunate. But you know, at the time, I actually thought it was like all good because I was like, oh, I mean, like this is how church has been all my life. This is actually better than my previous church experience. So this must be, you know. This is better than what I had before. So I just lived with it, you know. Um, and yeah. Um, and in, 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 even within that church, there was this thing that I struggled with. Because, um, I mean, you all know that uh, we learn about who... I mean, like, okay, so we, we know about God from the Bible. We know that he is all-powerful. He's all-knowing. He sees everything. He can do everything. There's nothing impossible for him, right? He loves us. He's patient with us. Like, he's a God of justice. He hates sin, but he loves a sinner, right? That's all in the Bible, and I knew that. But what my experience taught me was otherwise. Because, um, <laughs> like, my father, my earthly father, uh, it was pretty much the opposite. Like, he taught me that, um, you know, getting straight A's throughout the entire uh, career, my high school career, like, wasn't good enough. And that, like, if I ever had to make it, if I ever made a mistake... Um, doing like chores or anything, I had to just do it again because you know I it wasn't good enough and I couldn't be late. I couldn't forget anything. If I did, I would get a hard, I would get a lecture and he would give me a hard time about it. I had to like do every single thing, everything I start. I have to complete it to the very very end. I couldn't give up and I had to. Not only was I supposed to do all this, but I was supposed to do it completely alone, not with the help of anyone, not with his help, not with my brother's help, not with anybody's help, just by myself. And you know like. That's that's honestly how I felt God viewed me. Like I was supposed to fix my life by myself. I was supposed to deal with my sin and get over it by myself. And that I had to, you know, um, yeah, do all this stuff in the Christian life that I had no idea how to do. 
but I was supposed to do it by myself. And that was, that was the life that I was living when I was in this church, you know? And it's funny, you know, like, absolutely none of that, just so you know, none of that is biblical. biblical. Like, God doesn't say, do it by yourself. He's the one who wants to help you do it. You know, absolutely none of that stuff that I, I just mentioned, it's biblical. none of it's biblical. And, and it's, it's crazy, you know, because my experience told me this, my knowledge told me this, and they were totally opposite. But I chose to go with my experience, you know? I couldn't, I couldn't make my knowledge, like, match up to my experience, so I, I was just always confused about how God can truly love us, you know? And, um, yeah, so that's kind, of, that's kind of where I was when I came to Korea. Um, I came to Korea um, knowing one person, and yeah, it was it was a little bit scary, but I knew it was going to be a, a growing experience. Um, and yeah, so my first Sunday uh, at in Korea, I called up my friend, and she was like, "Oh, do you want to visit this church called New Philadelphia with me?" And uh, I was like, "All right." Well, I was thinking about visiting like all these other churches, and New Philly was on the list. And so I was like, "Oh, I mean, it doesn't hurt to try New Philly first. And so I went, right? And oh, let me drink some water. <laughs> Sorry, I I actually uh. This is the least nervous I've been public speaking, speaking ever. So, like, hallelujah. Hallelujah. But it doesn't change the fact that I'm still kind of nervous. <laughs> um, but, um, so, yeah, I had all these experiences of church. But when I came to New Philly, right, it was different. And my friend told me it was going to be different. But I didn't know how different it was going to be. And it was a little bit too different at first, but um, let me go into why it was. Um, so, when I came to New Philly, the community really shocked me. Like, I came, you know, knowing absolutely no one. I had no connections with these people. It was my first Sunday, right? And they were, like, already being like, oh, hey, what's up? Like, what's your name? What do you want? What do you do? Like, they actually, and I could feel that they actually wanted to know me. It wasn't that fake, like, oh, like, what are you doing? How, who are you? And then, they move on to their next friend, you know? But they were literally, they were actually trying to find out who I was. And that really, like, shocked me. And then I looked around, and, like, everyone was being friendly with everyone. And it wasn't like, oh, there's this clique over here where they were, like, the cool kids, and then this is the clique with all the fobs, and then this is the clique with all the, like, other people. Like, it wasn't like that. Like, the, everyone kind of knew everyone, and no one was really, like, being picky and choosy with who they hung out with. And actually, like, over the weeks that I would go with, I would eat with dinner with, like, after church, I would eat dinner with different people every time, and some of the same people. So it would be like, you know, I'd eat with, well, Sarah wasn't there at the time, but for example, Sarah, but then I would eat with Jehee one week, and then I'd eat with Sarah, and then Tina, Judy another week, and then I'd eat with Sarah and like someone else. But so, like, no, no, no. This is just examples, examples. I would eat with Peter and Il Young, who doesn't go to New Philly. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and so, um, Hey, you know what? You know what? I'm the only male staff. Don't give me a hard time. All right? So, um, yeah, and, and not only that, the people, the people here, they were, they were so open about what their past was, about their testimonies. Like, I heard, you know, I mean, some of you heard Pastor Aaron's testimony our first week, you know, how she used to be super backslidden. 
and she was telling me this and i was like dang like you were that bad like looking at you now you don't see you seem really normal but she wasn't like not normal normal but like you know like she 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 seemed healthy she wasn't like trying to hide it she wasn't being fake she was being open with her testimony and she was and it, and it was not only just her testimony but this is power powerful testimony like these are people like who who like did all kinds of stuff that I was like too afraid to do when I was in school, you know, like they were doing all that and they were, they were acting like they were forgiven, you know, and that really touched me. And then on top of that, like people were actually worshiping. Like I came from a church where worship was dry as a bone. And like, like literally I would, I would sit in the front cause I didn't want people to hear me. Cause I would always, I'm always like worshiping with my heart. Right. But I didn't want anyone to like judge me. So like, like I sat in the front so no one could like, if so people were looking at me, I wouldn't notice, you know? But then, because I sat in the front, I didn't hear anyone behind me. Like, literally, no one behind me. And then the weeks... No, it's a, it was an Asian-American church. Yeah. But, um, no one... And, like, it was crazy, because there would be sometimes, like, after, like, retreat, I'd hear, like, two people behind me, and I'd be like, Lord, thank you! It's not just me, I'm not crazy! But, like, it was that bad, you know? And then I came to New Philly, and... You know, you come to New Philly now, if any of you have been there, it's, it's pretty, high, it's pretty, it's pretty, pretty crazy. But like, even back then, like, people would just, it wasn't, it wasn't that crazy, but people were like lifting their hands and they were closing their eyes and singing at the top of their lungs, even though they sounded like, they're okay, you know? And like, and they were just singing to the Lord, you know? They weren't trying to put on a show and that really touched me. And so all these things, they were like, man, this church is like, awesome. But then, but then I went to the, I, and I sat through the service and, uh, uh, it was a little bit, yeah, different. I was, it was like something that was completely new to me. I had no framework for it. I had no, like all this, all this spiritual talk. I had never heard that because I came from a conservative background. You know, to all this talk about like Holy Spirit. I was like, I hardly know who the Holy Spirit is. Like, I don't know about this guy. So like. I came in and, you know, everything was really offensive. Everything was really crazy. And, and, um, and, you know, like, I mean, like, I mean, I, this is before I saw people like falling and shaking and manifesting. Like, I mean, like you might see that sometimes. I don't know if you'll ever see it. Like, I, I mean, you'll, you'll see it maybe someday, but like, this was all like happening around me. And I was like, what is this? You know, what is going on? Like, I don't know if this is biblical, you know? I, I have all this knowledge of the Bible and I've never heard of this. You know, I have all this teaching and no one's ever told me about this. So I was like, all right, well, I don't know. But the thing is, it scared me, but I didn't leave because I saw the fruit. You know, I saw the people, the community, the people who were changed and transformed, the people who were worshiping with all their hearts. And I was like, you know, God, God's doing something here. This can't be all crazy. You know, there's got to be something here. So I was like, all right. You know, here what, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to stay here for a few months. I'm going to commit to like three months. And if in, within these three months, I, I'm going to do everything I can. I'm gonna, I joined a small group with Brady Miller. Um, I, you guys know Brady. He's awesome. Um, I joined his small group. I, I went to su- Sunday Bible study. I did everything I could. And I was like, all right, you know, if within all of this, I find something that throws me off. That's unbiblical. You know, anything that was just like too much for me. I was like, all right, I'll just bounce. You know, these people, 
these people, they, I mean, they'll, they'll maybe miss me, I guess. But then, you know, ultimately, I was only here for a short time, so it wouldn't matter if I left, like, if and, and because I didn't agree, you know? So, um, yeah. But, yeah. Um, so, this is where uh, the, the good stuff comes in. Um, this is where I actually had my first experience with God. Um, back in October of 2009, actually literally two years ago, October 4th, 2009. Um, uh, he, there's a, there's a guy who came in by the name of Del Augusta. And, um, if you know Del, you know Del, but, um, he was speaking on the father's heart that day. And, uh, I was, you know, it was a good sermon. You guys should go back. I'm going to, I think I'm going to post it on the page later, but you guys should go back and listen to it. It's really powerful. But, um, at the end of the service, Pastor Dell was just, you know, praying f- over the congregation, praying for people in the congregation. And there's one one point where he was um, just speaking out the, God, the the Father's heart, God the Father's heart, and he was saying, you know, he said he was saying, "Daddy is so proud of you, you know, Daddy's so proud of you. I don't care. He doesn't care what you did. He doesn't care about all your mistakes. He's so proud of you." And uh. I literally, I could not stop from crying. Like, it was so, like, weird. Because it was this guy who was saying it, you know. Like, I don't, you know, I thought, I didn't know that God could really speak through people like that anymore. You know, I, I, and, but he, there was, there was this man who was saying these things. And the Holy Spirit, like, believe me or not, the Holy Spirit breathed on those words that day. And the Holy Spirit really showed me that this is the truth. This is how I feel about you, you know. I am proud of you. And it was, it was so powerful. And I, you know, I was crying because not only was I just feeling so loved and so affirmed, but I realized in that moment that um, it was something that I'd been longing to hear like all my life. Like my dad never made that clear to me. You know, he might not have necessarily said those things, you know, that I was talking about, but those were the things I learned from him. And he, ne- but within that, I never learned that he was proud of me. I never heard him say that he was proud of me. And that's why, like, I just could not stop crying. And it was just, like, it was, yeah, it was, it was a moment where, where actually my experience of God met up with my knowledge of God. And, you know, um, actually in college, I hit this verse that really changed my life, I thought. But it was this verse, Romans 8.1, which says, there's now, therefore, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Right? There's no condemnation regardless of what you did, what you did yesterday, what you're going to do tomorrow. There's no condemnation. And I had that knowledge, right? But my life, I still lived with all that guilt. You know, I still lived with all that guilt. And it wasn't until that day where I felt God say, I'm proud of you, that I realized God wasn't lying in Romans 8.1. He wasn't lying in Romans 8.1. You know, Romans 8.1 is true. And that he does not condemn me regardless of anything that I did. And it was just, it was amazing, you know? And from that day, I went through this healing process where, you know, I really had to forgive a lot of people. But first, what had to happen was receiving that love. Receiving that love, not just from, you know, that sermon where, where Del spoke to me about, or preached about the Father's love, but receiving that love from father figures, from, from Pastor Christian, from Brady, who was my small group leader, who was a father figure for me, you know, receiving that love from the people around me in my relationships. And when I received that love, I found myself able to forgive, like, all of, you know, my, 
all of the things that my friends did in the past that hurt me, all of the things that my, my dad did in the past that hurt me, you know, I found myself able to forgive that and, you know, forgive him of all that. And, and it was, it was amazing. Like I, I could tell you that, um, as I was going through all of this, there was this, there was a, t- there was a day where, uh, I was telling people around me, like, man, guys, like, I really feel like there's this part of my heart, like that, like the best way I could describe it was it was like an itch you couldn't scratch. Like you, you guys ever had an itch you couldn't scratch? Like no matter where you go, like it just doesn't feel good, you know? Like it's just like, dang, it's still itchy. And but like it was like with my heart, and there was this heart, this part of my heart that no matter how much people told me, like you're you're or you're you're awesome, Matt, and like no matter how much they showed me their love and encouraged me, there's this part of my heart that just felt so dead and felt so unloved, and it was just like gnawing at me. But it was in this moment, like there was a time where. Um, uh, God's power fell on me, and I, I, I fell to the ground. And it was kind of a strange experience. Um, and I can tell you all about that later. I was, like, shaking and screaming and stuff. It was cool. It was really cool. Um, but uh, it, was, it was in that moment that God showed me that I could forgive my dad. And that I really finally let go of all of the bitterness, all of the frustration. It just came out of me. I was like yelling at the top of my lungs and God was telling me, you know, Matt, you're just releasing all of that to me right now. You're releasing all that bitterness, all of that frustration is going to me right now. You don't have to carry it anymore. And then from that day, like, I don't know if it was exactly that day or sometime after that, but from that memory, I can't remember ever feeling that like that part of my heart anymore like that dead part of my heart like it totally disappeared i was like oh dang like like i feel i feel whole you know i feel complete you know and yeah i just want to tell you guys you know god is god is real like i know i mean i don't know i don't know all your backgrounds but i know a lot of you come from church i know a lot of you come from you know there's some of you who aren't even christian but god is real and no matter how much um, you know about God, like, he might not seem real to you right now. But I want to tell you, it's when you experience, get that experience of God, that's when the power of Christianity comes in. When that knowledge matches up with your experience, you know? When you know God's good and you actually experience that God's good. When you know God loves you and you actually experience that God's love you, God's, God loves you, that's when everything comes into place and falls into place and all of it means something and it has power in your life. Um, and yeah, I want to leave you with this verse, you know, like First uh, Corinthians 4.20 says, For the kingdom of God does not consist of talk, but of power. You know, and no matter how much you talk to somebody about Christianity, without power, it's meaningless. You know, like, no matter how much you... you know about somebody like the, the thing is i also learned is the power comes through relationship really it's relationship with god and relationship with your brothers and sisters and you know like and all you know about your friends so 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 say there's this like this person that you want to get to know and you're just like okay let me check their facebook let me okay they went to ucla they studied chemistry they did this they did that he seems like a cool guy I want to be his friend. And then I've never met this person, right? But they come up to me and say, hey, Matt, you're my friend. I'm like, uh, I don't know you. And they're like, hey, Matt, you know, I'm your friend and I love you. I know all about you and I love you. But 
that love has no power in my life or in their life, right? But it's when you you get that relationship with somebody. When you when when I meet my friend Peter, right, and we talk, and we just relate, and we're like, okay, we we we, we connect on a lot of these levels. I think you're a good friend of mine, you know. Like I think I. And we get to know each other more, and I re- learned that I really love this brother. You know, I really truly love this brother, and it's only w- in when I have that relationship, when I say I love you, Peter, that it has power. You know, it's when Peter says I love you, Matt, that it has power in my life, and it actually changes who I am, and changes the way I live because of that. You know, like, and I just want to let you know that that's exactly how God is. You know, you got to have that relationship with him and that experience with him to have, you know, all that he says have power in your life, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it was, it, I, it was after all that that, you know, I started walking in all kinds of freedom, all kinds of, like, I had all these secret sins that I was just so ashamed of that, you know, I was telling people and in in that love that I felt forgiven and these people treated me like normal, you know, and I found that I was able to walk free and live like I was supposed to be living, you know, not living this fake life where I'm trying to keep up this wall from you knowing me, you know, it was, it was after all this experience with God's love and this encounter that, yeah, it really transformed me. And so, uh, yeah, like I, like Pastor Aaron was saying, you know, this is for you guys. This is something that you guys, you know, God wants for you, you know. This isn't something that it's just for me. It's just happening in my life. But God, he's pursuing you. Like if you listen to Pastor John's sermon last week, he's pursuing you and he wants to know you. And he wants his power to be real in your life, you know. And so like, yeah, don't be discouraged. The day is coming, you know. The day is coming when like you're here already hearing about all this stuff, you know. It's only a matter of time when until you encounter God's love like that, the way that I did. Yeah, I just want to leave you guys with that. Thank you.